If there's one thing that I see over and over again, it's that so many of you are sitting in a story around sales. You've convinced yourself that they're hard to make, that no one wants to hear from you, that there are already too many people doing what you want to do, that you're annoying people, the list goes on. But what I love most about this topic is that once we address those thoughts and we do the mindset work to shift them, the sales really, truly start rolling in. It becomes so much easier to take the right actions that create more leads, profit, and fulfillment. That's why I'm so excited for today's episode because we talk about how to embrace selling in a heart-centered way so you can build a loyal tribe to make sales from and to serve. You'll walk away with a whole new perspective on getting more visible, sharing your offers, and connecting with your audience on a whole new level. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Anna Franzen. Anna is a heart-centered business coach, lover of green tea, mama to two, and radical optimist. She helps creative, driven women grow and streamline their online business so they can reclaim their schedule, grow a loyal community, and reach more people with their powerful message on their own terms. Anna, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, so excited. So can you tell me, I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words a little bit about what you do and why you do it. Yes. So I have been business coaching for almost three years now, and I get to work with women one-on-one in small groups and masterminds. And really, I help heart-centered women um, make more money online with their service-based businesses. And so working on sales skills, working on simplifying their business if they've been around for a while, um, but really supporting their mindset too, which I know you love. Yes. And really helping them grow um, as a person, as a business owner, and really owning that CEO role. Oh, amazing. I love it. So how did you get into this? Like, give us a little bit of the backstory. So my journey, I had kind of a interesting career journey, but most recently before coaching, I was a therapist. Um, so I was practicing therapy and I kind of had had this thing in me where I was like, I kind of want to do something on the side. And so I started in my current like therapy niche doing, um, local workshops. And so I started doing some workshops on perfectionism and on courage. And, um, I kind of started doing that online too, where I would take life coaching clients. And, um, the first main thing I sold was actually a group program. So a lot of people start with one-on-one work. Um, but I, I decided to go for it. And so I did a life coaching group and I did a a little online challenge before I really knew about the online world too much. I just was like, feeling really excited about serving people outside of the therapy room. And so that I feel like was my crash course in entrepreneurship, learning how to collect money and not feel super spammy about it. Yes. (laughs) Learning how to sell. And so I feel like a lot of 
of my rapid success as a business coach has been because I learned so many hard lessons um, about being confident and charging your worth and everything in my first little stint as a life coach. Oh, amazing. I love hearing that. And I think it's just so interesting, just like how you started in one area and how it transformed and blossomed into what it is now. And I love that you talk about it kind of as like a crash course, because as I do these interviews, one of the things that keeps coming up is how none of us are really taught how to run a business, right? Mm. Um, I even have friends who went to business school and they're like, yeah, we didn't get any of this. <laughs> um, and I think it's just so interesting, the little hurdles that we have to jump in order to really serve our audience and, you know, do this work in the world um, because it's such a mix of skill sets and we're wearing so many different hats. And I think that in the beginning, you know, all of those things feel they feel kind of daunting, right? Mm. And as you get further into business, you're like, okay, well, I have that under my belt. Like I know how to invoice. I, you know, know how to get clients. I know how to um, serve those clients. And it just, it becomes a different skill set and different things that we're looking to up level and different um, skills that we're looking to layer on. So I just think your, your journey is just so fascinating to me. Thank you. So can you tell me the mindset shift that's made the biggest difference for you in your business and your entrepreneurial journey? Yes. So I think the biggest shift has definitely been um, really embracing selling, <laughs> like really embracing that there's nothing wrong with and that you can still be in integrity and sell in your business. Ooh. Okay. Let's talk about that more. I know so many entrepreneurs who have like such this icky feeling or this fear when it comes to sales. Can you talk to me a little bit about where you were at and how that showed up for you if it did at all? Yes, totally. And I feel like in my first as a life coach, as I was getting visible back in that day, I don't know if Facebook Live was a thing, but I remember my husband helped me set up with his DSLR. I would live stream to YouTube. I don't even know if this is, mm. this is dating me three years ago. I don't even know if this is a thing anymore. <laughs> but like, I remember doing some of that. I did some periscopes. Um, and mm -hmm. I just remember that was like a blip on the radar, right? <laughs> I remember like getting visible and really enjoying it and really helping people get results, you know, for free, not charging them. And I think that's a lot of where my clients come to me, where it feels re really good to do what they're good at and to help people. Um, and they want to help people in a paid capacity. And they realize that, um, you know, that's of service to them. But I think I was feeling stuck on how to get there. <laughs> like I wanted paid I wanted to serve clients in a paid capacity. Um, obviously, we, you and I know the bridge to get there is sales. <laughs> but like, right. I was like, how do I do this? Like, take what I do and get paid to do it. And like, it's just crazy because, of course, like we're a business. Like, business is there to make money and sell. But I think for me, I had I, I just had never, even though I was charging, you know, when I first started, I was charging less for life coaching than I was for therapy. But it was just instead of me getting paid through my employer, I was getting paid directly. Like the PayPal invoice would pop in my inbox. I remember being out to dinner with my husband and we were celebrating that I like was, had filled my group program and the PayPal invoices were coming in and I just felt awful. <laughs> like I told him, like, I feel like a scammer. And he was like, why? 
are you scamming people? And I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, wait, what do I, what do I not know about this? <laughs> I remember too, one of my first coaches that I talked to down the road was like, Anna, do you have like a habit for like being out of integrity? Or I'm like, no, I don't. But I think sometimes we just have this, these fears that are completely irrational. And as we're learning skills like sales. Totally. And I think, you know, you said you and I both know like that missing piece of sales, but I think for the longest time, like I remember in my design business, I didn't even know what that really was. Like I didn't know specifically what that looked like or the steps that I should take to kind of get there. And the thing that happened in that business was So I basically, I moved to Denver. I kept freelancing with Tommy Hilfiger, who had been my full-time corporate job. And so I like knew I had one client and I'm like, okay, I just need to like get more of these. Right. And my business was so referral based. So I moved out. I basically like put the word out that like I was moving to Denver. I was starting my own business. Like if anyone had any freelance projects come through, um, that they couldn't take on, I would be more than happy to like be that person. Um, and that's really how I built my business. And, you know, that was kind of a blessing and a curse because it meant that yes, like projects were coming in, but I always felt like I was kind of like, I was just sitting waiting. Right. So I was waiting for a referral and, you know, now I realize that's like the most disempowering thing you can do. Right. (laughs) It's just sit there and wait and like hope an email comes through your inbox. Um, but I really just didn't see that there was another way. I didn't recognize the Mm -hmm. fact that like I could do something on my part to kind of like speed things up. (laughs) And of course that, I mean, that gap was like marketing and sales. And now I know that. And I, I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, there were so many things I could have been doing to like, um, you know, like skyrocket my business basically. And I'm not, I mean, that business was hugely successful, but, um, that was almost all based on referrals. Yes. <laughs> so and I, love, I love that you know how to do that too, though. Cause I think people with referral based businesses, like it's showing that you're doing good work. Like I think sales and marketing is great, but like you said, it's just the cherry on top. Like doing the good work so that people are returning to you as clients are spreading the word. Like, I just feel like that's like the magic combo. If you can be a quality business and have referrals and also get a little additional steam and avoid the feast and famine cycle by also mastering consistent sales and marketing. Totally. Um, I think it's really interesting. Um, a friend of mine did a survey recently and she was looking to build up like a product-based business. So she was really curious, um, how most people basically just like purchasing habits of her audience. Mm -hmm. So she had sent out this survey and almost everyone like across the board said that they are more likely to purchase a product or service if it came from a referral or based on reviews. And I mean, I can tell you from how many Yelp reviews I'll read before we'll pick a restaurant for a dinner, (laughs) how much like other people talking about, you know, a product or service or place Um, a business will dictate whether I go there or not or what I think of them um, and how likely I am to buy. And I just think that's such like a fascinating part of sales, I think, because as heart-centered businesses, it's almost something that we're doing anyway. Yes, exactly. is, (laughs) Is that providing good work and, you know, like selling from an authentic place and all of those like really important things that come almost 
like authentically and genuinely to us. Totally. Um, and I think just viewing that as like already as an asset, right? And realizing that's one of our superpowers, like inherently as business owners. A hundred percent. Exactly. I think we really have the secret sauce, right? Which is like, it's really hard to sell and market something for the long term that's not quality and doesn't work in the first place, right? And so we have the advantage in that we actually have an amazing product or service to offer. We're just not telling people about it in a really direct way. Or a lot of what I walk my clients through is creating my version of like, what most people call a sales funnel, I call it like a client map or a client attraction map. Like Mm -hmm. we need to walk people through, right? Like part of selling is as the leader in our business, really getting clear on how someone goes from meeting us online for the first time to working with us as a paying client. Um, And I think all of that is so much easier when you know that at the end of the path is an actual offer that's going to change their life. Right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I think it's, it's almost impossible. I think I'm thinking back to like products I've done or clients that I've worked with. And you know, we make it so much harder on ourselves when we don't believe in the product or offering, right? Yes. And I think, you know, a lot of times those thoughts that can kind of creep in are, well, this is like an oversaturated industry or everyone is always like already doing what I'm doing. So there's no room for me here. Or yeah, that one client got that result, but like, how could, like, would I ever be able to recreate it? Or just like these little thought gremlins that creep in that, you know, you were even talking about earlier, like sometimes they're not even based in anything true, right? (laughs) So just examining those and really looking at, you know, why are we making it so hard on ourselves? Like, why are we choosing not to believe in this thing that has produced results in the past? And how can we shift that story so that sales? does come more easily because those thoughts, I mean, those are like the meat and potatoes, right? (laughs) They're the stuff that'll, that'll weigh you down if you don't, um, if you don't like make a conscious effort to shift them. And when you do, it becomes so much easier. Totally. If you've been sitting in your own story around how hard it is to make a sale, then you need to join me for my free stress to success coaching call. Because as a creative and entrepreneur who has built two businesses from the ground up, I know that story is absolutely holding you back from creating the kind of income and impact you want in the world. Seriously, these calls are mind-blowing, and there's no one talking about how to shift those thoughts of stress and overwhelm in exactly this way. During this 30-minute mindset and strategy session, we'll uncover the mindset shift that will make the biggest difference for you, so you can start taking the right actions consistently and start saying no to the things that aren't bringing in those sales. Head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call to book. I do three of these each week, so get over there and book yours today. So I know that you sold out your practice like fairly quickly. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. So there was lots of factors in that. So the first factor is I was pregnant. (laughs) And so, (laughs) okay. (laughs) For those of you who have had a kid, like, you know, that like be a lot of my clients end up working with me when they're pregnant too. And like, you just have like a ticking time bomb inside of you, right? Like there is like a literal (laughs) deadline that like adds this urgency and this laser focus to your life. And so I think, um, when I decided, I decided to, um, let go of life coaching. Then I decided to quit my therapy job, not because I didn't love those things, but I just felt like I had to let go of, of things so that I could really make progress without burning out and putting my family in the back burner. 
Um, and so I decided to really go for it and say, okay, you know, I think I'm really enjoying this business coaching thing. I'm going to go for it. And in four months, I was able to not only sell out my practice, but I actually sold spaces you know, so I was doing this in October or before October for when I returned in like February, March. And so basically double sold out my practice in four months. Um, because I had that clear goal. I had that clear focus. I knew how to sell. Um, and I just went for it. Wow. That's like absolute, like such an incredible story. (laughs) I'm actually blown away because I think, I mean, I think a lot of people could have like sat in a story around that, right? Like, or been like, Oh, like I'm going on maternity leave. Like I can't, I'm not sure when I'll be back. Like, I'm not sure I'm going to want to take clients. Like, mm, let's just wait and see. Like I can, I can already hear those thoughts. And I think it's so incredible that you, like you literally knew what you wanted. You were super crystal clear on that vision. And then you started taking actions to follow through on it, which I mean, we all know is how that those things actually happen and come to fruition in our life and business. So I think that's like such a powerful story. And I mean, you got to love a deadline, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like literally like I also on top of that, I created six months of content in advance in my business because I knew (laughs) (laughs) I knew that coming back, I was willing to I like had these tears of like, okay, I'm willing to start seeing my clients you know, six weeks out from having the baby, but I don't want to be showing up on Facebook live. I don't want like I, the client work I love. So I didn't mind doing a few hours a week, you know, between nursing and stuff of the client stuff, but Mm -hmm. I wanted even longer of a break from creating content. Yes. I can, I can definitely relate to that. And I think like, I mean, I don't have kids. I'm not pregnant, Um, but I can still relate to like going on vacation and not wanting to deal with like, I mean, we took a two week vacation to Iceland last year. And then I also took like two weeks off around the holidays this year. And just knowing that that kind of planning in advance would allow me to not necessarily have to like think about it as much or worry about it or just being able to like keep showing up and not have to feel necessarily like energetically in it in the quite the same way that as when I'm working full time. And I think that kind of like space and breath of fresh air can be such a business building activity too, because I always think like we're always more creative. We always get more of the results we actually want when we like take a break and (laughs) relax a little, right? Um, So just like giving yourself that permission, I think is incredible. And also setting up the systems to support you there. Totally. And I think too, I want to say like, it's not like I wasn't working hard to make this happen. Right. So I think there's a lot of like story in the online (laughs) space of like, oh, this is so, and I do feel like our work should be filled with ease in the sense that we should enjoy it and we should like eat dinner with our family. And, but I would, when I was doing my therapy job, I would get to the office at 5 a.m. So I could see my life coaching clients, you know, from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. And then 8 a.m. to, you know, I would just did part-time therapy, 8 a.m. to 1, I would do my therapy. But like, it's okay in a season of your business to hit it hard and go for it. I feel like I actually work a little bit less in my business now and make more money, but that's because I had a season, right, of really going for it, really showing up and not making that wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think we all go through seasons like that, right? Yes. Um, Because I think it's just unsustainable to 
put this like high level, high pressure, go, 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 like hustle, if you believe in that word, attitude towards it 100% of the time, right? Like our bodies aren't meant to do that. Like our minds aren't meant to do that. We're not built that way. So when we, when we set that as the norm, like, of course we reach a breaking point, which is why we don't want to make that the norm. So I think like these kind of like ebbs and flows, like kind of like the tide, right? Like, you know, sometimes like more time is required. And sometimes we do have like days with back-to-back calls, but there are also times when, you know, there isn't a lot going on and it's Friday and I take the afternoon off and I get to, you know, have an early weekend and go to the dog park and have a sushi date with my man and, you know, do all of those things that make this whole like entrepreneurial roller coaster worth it to me. Um, And I just think like when, when we don't, make it the goal to be go, go, go all the time. And we realize that it can have that kind those kind of seasons and that kind of flow. Um, it takes some of the pressure off and it, it actually makes it feel better overall. I think. Totally. I a hundred percent agree. Oh, amazing. So I know that you also put a lot of effort towards building an audience, mm-hmm. um, to be able to sell to. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So I think like, I know we're just doing one simple shift, but another mini shift <laughs> was realizing, yes, I need to sell, but I need humans to sell too, right? And for it to feel really good, I need to get the right humans um, to see my free stuff. That way the selling is a lot easier <laughs> because um, ideally, right, we're getting people into sales conversations that are already resonating with our work, who we are. That way when they become a paying client, especially if they're like, not a referral, someone we've never met before. We want to make sure they know exactly what they're getting into. We don't want any surprises, right? And so building an audience for me, um, especially at the start, I was really working on building my Facebook group. I still have and love my Facebook group to this day. Um, But working on not just creating a business, but creating a community um, of people that would be a good fit for what I have to offer and serve the world. Oh, amazing. So I think a lot of people aren't really sure how to go about that mm. sort of thing. Were there like any steps in the beginning that you took? Were you sure about like which platforms you wanted to show up on? What did the beginning of that look like for you? You know, I wasn't sure. Like I wasn't sure what platform and I had like <laughs> played with other platforms, but I think because of my fierce maternity focus, I just knew I had to pick one. And I knew I couldn't be spread thin. I actually play on Instagram now and I love it, but still my Facebook group is my primary platform. And when I create content, I create it for there. When I'm making an announcement, I make it there. And so I think it is important that we have a primary platform focus in addition to building our list, right? Because that's a very important asset. Um, But really in our relationship path, right? Letting people know where to head if they most want to connect with us and learn from us. Yes, for sure. And I think a lot of times this feels really scary in the beginning, right? Um, Especially because, so we live in a time, right, where a lot of this connection is happening online. We're running online businesses. So it just makes sense that that is where our people are hanging out and that's where we're showing up to serve them. But if you think back to the old days, like we didn't necessarily have these tools. So a lot of business was built on one-to-one connections. Yes. And I think that 
it's interesting because we've sort of fallen into this spot where now both of those things feel uncomfortable to people, right? <laughs> so, so showing up online can sometimes feel really weird because people are like, oh, but like, I'm not really into Facebook or I'm not really into Instagram or I don't really know how Pinterest works or going to in-person events can be like, oh my gosh, I'm not sure if they're going to like me or like, what if I'm the only person who like feels these like fraudy feelings or has like these thoughts of self-doubt? Um, and I think it can just kind of feel really scary to start getting visible and to start showing up on those platforms. So do you have any advice or any thoughts for women who are just kind of like struggling to build their tribe and get visible in that way? Yes. And so when I teach visibility, I encourage women to get visible in like six week sprints. And so I encourage you, if you're like, I need to get visible, set a clear intention for your six weeks, right? You have options. You can choose, okay, I want my visibility to help me sell. <laughs> like I actually want to start getting money. Um, I just want my visibility to grow. In, I want to grow in confidence. Maybe, maybe you're like, I actually haven't been online before, or I, you know, just switched my niche and I'm feeling nervous. Maybe you just want to really increase your confidence. Maybe you want to increase your audience engagement. And so you have an audience, but you're not really fostering a two-way conversation, which makes selling really hard, right? If we're not in dialogue. Um, so really getting clear on what it is, um, or growth, that's the other one, or maybe it is, you're like, I actually don't have an audience <laughs> or I don't have, I don't have the right <laughs> audience, right? I don't have the people that are a dream fit for what I'm offering in this season of my business. So really getting clear on what is it that you want? Yes, of course you probably want all the things, but just picking one. And for those six weeks, having all of your visibility, all of your calls to action focused on that intention. Ooh, I love how you break that up in such a like simple and easy to digest way. Um, because I think one of the things that I see so often is so many of the people I work with are overwhelmed by all the possibilities, yeah. right? They're overwhelmed by all the things they could be doing and all the places they could be showing up. And it's making it really hard for them to take action on yeah. any of them, right? So they're frustrated and they're overwhelmed. And they're, of course, they're not seeing results because they're not actually showing up and doing anything consistently on those platforms. And so I think when we break it down and we say like, okay, we're just focusing on one visibility goal and we're going to give it this like span of six weeks, it all of a sudden it feels more manageable, right? It doesn't feel like, okay, now I need to post on Instagram every single day for the rest of my life and for the rest of my business. <laughs> and like, it puts this immense pressure on it. It just feels like, okay, now I have like a, like a goal to work towards. I'm going to make sure that, you know, my actions are consistent with that goal. And it kind of, it removes some of that pressure and some of that overwhelm. And I think that's, that's a really powerful way to go about it. Totally. And if, if you're one of my clients, plug your ears and don't listen to this, but <laughs> in my six week, I do like a six week visibility sprint, like little coaching program. And I only let them pick one focus. Those areas I mentioned, I only let them pick one, but here's the sneaky trick is when you're picking one, the other things actually happen too right? When you're selling, you're naturally going to grow because, you know, maybe, you know, in order to sell, you're encouraging people to, um, I don't know, hop on discovery call, share this with a friend, you know, like you're naturally going to grow when you sell. And a lot of times by growing, 
you make sales because people are attracted to what you're offering. And so the cool thing is you're really getting all of these, but by focusing on one, I feel like you make a lot of momentum faster. And I think that's like yet another powerful example of how mindset works, right? Is so often when we make these mindset shifts, they have a ripple effect, right? So even though we might only have one goal, it doesn't mean that we're not going to start seeing like other results of that goal. And it doesn't mean that we're not you know, we're taking one consistent action, but it doesn't mean that other things like aren't happening like simultaneously as a result. And I think that's a really powerful thing to remember because it means your brain can be focused on one thing and you can have that kind of like laser vision focus, but it also means that you're going to see results of it that like go far beyond that. And I think that's, I mean, it's a really powerful thing to remember, not just in business, but in life too, right? Um, So often when we, when we think about um, like, let's just say like working out as an example, right? Yes. Um, So if you think about like going for a walk every day, like your, your goal is just like to get out there and go for a walk every single day, right? But because of that, we also start to see other benefits of it. We start to see like the mental clarity and focus that comes from getting exercise. We see like an increased mood overall. We see that like our clothes start to fit better because we're getting like we're getting more active. Like, you know, there are a lot of other results of that one action. So it's just getting our mindset on board long enough to actually take the action. (laughs) Totally. And I think there's a lot of fear, at least for me in my personal journey, there has been a lot of fear around like, I don't want to pick the wrong thing, right? So if we're talking about exercising, do I really want to commit to going to spin class every day? Or do I really want to commit to XYZ, right? And so a lot of times I would get paralyzed by that decision, making the wrong, I don't want to make the wrong decision. And so therefore, I wouldn't make a decision and I would still be stuck for a long time instead of making our best guess and then letting the clear, a lot of times our clarity doesn't come till after the action, which kind of sucks because we want the clarity <laughs> in order to feel confident about taking the action. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think a lot of times the clarity comes around the fact that, okay, this is the action I'm going to take to cultivate that, right? Like the clarity comes around like, okay, I'm just going to stick it long, stick with it long enough to believe in the result I want and not necessarily like waiting for the result before that. Um, does that make sense? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. So did you say that you had, um, an opt-in for people if they're looking to kind of create their own client roadmap? Yes. So, um, I have a free client map that you can download. You can get it at anafranzen.com slash client map. And it basically will help you get really clear on the journey that people go from meeting you to working with you as a paying client. And I actually, full disclosure, refill this out in my business like every three months because I think a lot of times we shift. We shift either what we're selling, we're shifting our platform of choice. We're shifting our primary freebie. So anytime you're at a shift in your business or you're feeling like things are getting cluttered um, and aren't feeling like really simple, if it's feeling cluttered for you, it's probably feeling unclear for your clients too. And so just making sure that you're making it so clear for your pre-clients how to turn into clients with you. 
Totally. And we'll definitely link to that in the show notes as well. So you guys can go grab that there. And I think that's such an interesting point that you brought up too, is a lot of times we think we're making these decisions for like ever, right? (laughs) (laughs) And that's where some of this pressure comes from as well. And that can make it hard to cultivate a tribe and to actually sell and, you know, sell from a heart centered place is just that, you know, we think it's the end all be all. And a lot of times it's not right. It's just a decision we need to make to get to that next stage, to get to that next up level where we'll just kind of like take things from there. Right. Totally. Amazing. Oh, Anna, thank you so much for joining us today. I had so much fun chatting with you. Thank you. It's honestly been such an honor and I'm just so grateful for the way you show up online, what you stand for in this space, and just honored to be connected. And if our listeners love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? The best place would be in my big Facebook groups. So you can join it at heartcenteredcommunity.com. Perfect. All right, you guys heard it. Go check her out over there. Thanks again, Anna. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Simple shift.